Welcome to Giant Size Man Things, uh, where horses fly at midnight. Horses do fly at midnight. It's me, Steve Garnett. I'm Aaron Kelly. And I'm Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. And there is no horses here. Just kidding about that part. It's not midnight yet. Oh. And Steve <laughs> Steve made it back. Yeah, barely. 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 We're glad, we're glad barely. to see you alive. We'll do. <laughs> we were about to send a search party because he almost missed what would have been back-to-back episodes due to having no clue where he is, so... <laughs> You know. Well, I will say it's because I've been watching so much Daredevil. I watched all of Daredevil and missed the last one. Then I watched it again and again and again. And I just had finished the last episode for the twelfth time. Dude, I still, right before I showed up, here. I still haven't started it, dude. I, I, I just i i'll I will give an update. I just got my TV back. I'm so uh, depressed that you two days ago. It. Man, it, but you know, I was so far behind on TV, man. Dude, I would have broke into somebody's house and used their TV for this show. Well, you know, I mean, you can watch Netflix on your computer too. Yeah, I just I, I understand though. Yeah, I have you've a small the, monitor, a an small uncomfortable chair, and giant damn TV. Oh yeah. You, once you go big, trust me, dude. Once, once you, you do big, finally you get to watch it, it is awesome. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Wait till the fight scene at the end of the second episode. It's so good. Though. I don't want. I don't want nothing else. You know, no, that's it. Why am I saying else? The second episode. That's all I'm telling you. Okay. Is it pretty dark? Yes. Oh. Yes. Like Netflix it, actually it claimed, blurs. it is the darkest show that they've put out. It's dark so as of cards. Yeah. Sweet. It borders on ultra violent. Cool, man. It's good. It but made I, my Williker squeedle. So I mean, it did. I guess being based off of uh, Frank Miller's Daredevil. Did it justice, I suppose, because... I, yeah, I would say that, and I'm like, I wasn't too sure about the casting for Kingpin until I saw the the first oh, episode. Vincent, uh, whatever that guy's Vincent D'Onofrio. I thought it was pretty I clear. never know how to say the guy's last name. <laughs> Ooh, he's done, a, he's done an excellent job. An excellent job, if I do say so. Yeah, I, I'll... I'll... I don't want to say it to anything, so it's to... And I'll do respect to the late, great Michael Clark Duncan, uh... He was, he was an excellent yeah, kingpin. He was, he was the kingpin. only shining moment in that damn movie. Except for the shininess coming off of the suit. Well, yeah. Huh? And, and you know, off of Bullseye's shaved head because there wasn't a costume on the character. Yeah. And Electra's toenails. But, you know, as bad as that movie was, it was still better than that just that Electra movie. <laughs> well, of course it had to have been. That was a spinoff of a shitty movie. Of course, it's going to be. You know, I was trying right? to think of the worst <laughs> movies I've ever seen uh, that are like because you know there's some that are so bad, like they're made, they're really low budget B movies. They're actually good, and I was trying to think of like my worst two, and it's probably The Room, followed closely by Electra. I mean, they're dude. The Room is hilarious. Yeah, but you know, like that movie wasn't meant to be hilarious. I know, but because it, just, it is, yeah. it makes it good. You know, like I love that scene in that movie where he goes to buy the flowers, and. He's like, I want to buy some flowers. And the lady's like, oh, you are my favorite customer. And he's like, have a great day. Like, it's just so unorganic. I mean, it's like Birdemic. Terrible. Like, you know, like Birdemic. Okay, wait, 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 yeah, Birdemic. Birdemic isn't made, like, it's not supposed to be that funny. It's just, the audio, like, even the audio is like, 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 you pick up a car driving down the road before you even pick up Dude, what the hell Birdemic. you're saying. Birdemic is made to be serious. It's just, but it's actually. Is it really, though? Dude, it has to be, man. Dude, like that, quality, that environmental theme in that movie is hilarious. Fighting those Microsoft paint birds with coat hangers. I mean, that like I don't <laughs> think that they meant. Remember the noise they make? Oh, yeah. It's like go go. 
and then they, over and over and over. Clearly, a bunch of dudes standing in a room, and they explode. <laughs> they explode when you hit them. Yeah. Well, why would you hit them then, dude? There's a scene. Have you seen the movie? No. Dude, no. there's a scene in that movie where a lady's like, "I've got to go to the bathroom," and she's squatting down in the weeds, taking a piss, and a bird <laughs> just suddenly flies by her face and kills her while she's taking a piss. And they walk over to her throat like slit. Movie. It, it will be one of the greatest things you've ever seen in your entire life. Dude, uh, I, when I watched that movie, Birdemic, I literally, I'm not even kidding, I, watched, I was by myself watching it in my old apartment when it first came out. And I was watching it by myself. And there, and literally, within like 15 minutes into the movie, I was, I had, I fell on my floor laughing. out of my. Ca- <laughs> I was sitting on my couch and fell out of the, into the floor laughing. Because how hilariously shitty that and movie like, was. I mean, like, the audio well, was I think bad. so hard. I mean, like, you know, it was shot obviously on a cheap camera, but, like, the audio is bad. Any kind of production mistake yeah. that can happen is in this movie. Like, there's scenes where it's like, I mean, it's like you're watching, like, an old dubbed kung fu film. They say, hey, and you hear, like, the voice, like, a second behind sometimes, and... Oh, and, man. And, 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 like, you know, they're being, like, a restaurant, and you'll pick up every bit of the background noise to where you can't even hear what the hell the actors are saying. Like, wow. it, and it's, but, man. But it's it, fucking when funny. When it gets to the birds. It's Like, funny. when it gets to the birds and stuff, man, it is, it is hilarious. Wow. And the love story in it wow. is one of the best I've ever seen. Going back to what you were saying about that scene in the room where the, the whole exchange between the shopkeeper and the guy, I actually had something like that happen yesterday. No, Friday. So you've seen the room? No. Oh. <laughs> okay. Just based on the description that you two just gave. I went to this little thrift shop, thrift shop over by the Mediterranean Garden. That's the one that's like right next door to it. Oh, yeah. We used to live there. And uh, I walked, uh, I walked, like you used to live in the Mediterranean Garden. Yes. <laughs> we really did. But what's it like? I tried to eat there earlier and they were closed. That place up here? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, me and Aaron actually used to live there. <laughs> That's what I just said. Like oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. thinking about the room too much. It's, uh, about it. Yeah, it, you know, there's a bunch of condos and apartments that are there. Oh, I didn't know that. So, like, you know. Yeah, we used to we, live in that building. We were within, like, 200 feet from, like, walking. Like, you didn't have to go outside yeah. to get to the restaurant. You, you, you just were, walked down the hallway the into the restaurant. That's an odd That's an odd layout right there. Dude, it was actually a really cool place to live, though. It, it really was. It, it was a really sweet place to live, but. Yeah, it was a pretty cool apartment. All right. So anyway, anyway, I, I walk into this. I walk into this thrift store, and it's clearly owned by this lady who is somewhere from deep in Eastern Europe. Okay, and can barely speak English. And it was pretty much that exchange. Like I walked in, and she explained to me that she was just getting ready to go home if nobody else came in. And then I walked in the door, which I took to mean like, "Well, you fucked up my plan," <laughs> you know. So I was like, "Well." You have a large buggy of Nerf guns outside that I was going to per- peruse, but since you want to leave, I'll go on to the house, you know. But yeah, I've, I mean, it was it was pretty much the exchange that you you guys were describing. Did she say that you're her favorite customer? No, she's like, you are a wonderful customer. I was like, I haven't ever been here before or bought anything from you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's her favorite kind. Is that that place called Cupid's? It's Something called Cupid's. I didn't even pay attention to the name, man. Dude, I'm going to tell you right now, my favorite customer at Mid-City are, is one that has never ever came there before. <laughs> so I hear that. I know what that lady's talking about. Hey, Jimmy, I just want to ask you real brief. Uh, I want to know if you can quickly tell me what the difference is between these two items because this guy at Mid-City could not tell the other day. He was oh, like, yeah. what the difference between bacon, bacon cheese fries and cheese fries were. 
Are you kidding? I'm no, not kidding. He was serious. talking to me. It was and he was pissing sober, me off. Completely sober. And then he was staring at the menu. I was like, well, how much is this? I'm like, dude, you're looking at a menu. Like, you can't tell. Like, you can't read. But he literally asked what was the difference between cheese fries and bacon cheese fries. You know, and sadly, this is not the first time I've like, been in this kinda, situation. That kind of makes me wonder if you had a mystery diner or some shit. Nah, there's no, there's no way this guy's no way this guy's a mystery chain just to see if he can, he can piss you off, you know. And like he would come oh, to me and, and and like he's like, oh man, I'm starving. I haven't ate all day. And I was like, oh, and I had to walk away from the guy because he was driving me crazy, and he really wasn't for the most part even talking to me. He, was, he told me this. He was like, my name's Starvin Marvin, and if you give me something to eat, I'll be groveling. And then he ordered, and then like 15 minutes later, before like his fries came up, he's like, oh, you got breakfast? Let me add a sausage biscuit to that. I was like, what the hell, man? You know? What a weird man. guy. I was like, uh, one has cheese, and one has cheese and bacon. That's the fucking difference, man. But then, and then randomly, these two uh, meth, meth, meth queens walked in, and he was talking to them like he knew them, so I don't know. Well, he probably did. I've never seen them in my entire life. They asked for meth burgers. They did. I was like, what the fuck? No. Get out. Picks of the week. Picks of the week. Uh, I think I'm going to go with uh, Revival number 29 this week. <laughs> that was some good shrimp. Man, this book's so good. Like, it, you know, it's it's that uh, supernatural noir book mm-hmm. that, you know, I, it's there have been a couple issues that have been my pick, uh, but I'm going with it again this week because they, they, they answer some stuff. Like there's 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 some things that are resolved in this issue, but the book's getting so much darker. Like they're going into this whole storyline involving basically a concentration camp for these people that revived from the dead. Uh, that, that and it's quote unquote for the safety of everyone involved. We're going to put you all in this camp. That's it's a, when you look at the damn thing. It's a concentration camp. Well, I don't want to go there. Right. Well, you didn't remove from the dead. Thank God. I don't guess. Well, that's why I'm here today. <laughs> but yeah, man, I, I it's a Tim Seeley writes it, and it's the book. Honestly, is consistent. Every issue is a good read, man. And that, that's you know when you're talking about thirty consecutive going on thirty consecutive issues, for it to always be good and keep your interest. That's a hell of a thing. You know? Yeah, I agree. You know, there's there's slow times in every book, but this this guy is he's he state he's sticking with his story and he spins new storylines into it as he's going along and it just everything's just like flawless and seamless and it works really well together. So, revival twenty nine pick of the week, awesome cover on this issue too. I'll be posting that later. So, uh, Aaron, what's your pick? Uh, I went with Bloodshot Reborn, and that is the first issue. And it picks up, I believe it was six months after the events of the Valiant. Uh, if you didn't read the Valiant, there's a really quick uh, recap. But pretty much Bloodshot is healed. Uh, he's not like white with red eyes. He's back to being like a human. So you're not really sure like... Well, he's not a super soldier, I'll say that. But So you, you're not sure if like his healing powers and stuff's gone? I mean, is he German? No, he doesn't know his name. I mean, what? he doesn't know his real name. But so it like picks up to where he's he spends a lot of this issues. You know, he's not bloodshot. Blah blah blah. And he's working at like this hotel. Like, Any bathroom department. scenes in the book? There's a bathroom scene. Yes. But the end of the book. By the end of the book, there's some some events that uh, that unfold, and been. he decides he has to be bloodshot again. But where the uh, the little robots are out of his bloodstream, he can't. He's not white and red, so he just paints this big old red circle, and he is ready to. Ready to whoop some ass in issue two. And he's being controlled in it? No, he's not being controlled. He's being controlled by Jeff Lemire. 
But oh yeah, Jeff Lemire does write them. Technically, if the guy's writing the character, couldn't you say he's being controlled by them? I guess. Te- in technically, <laughs> I'm just gonna start reading all my comic books as if they're being controlled by somebody. Like, oh my god. Wouldn't they get depressing after a while? But, uh... You think? It's a good story. Uh, <laughs> everyone should jump into it. Even if you didn't read The Battling, you don't need to. But uh, it's a very solid, solid first issue. Cool. Uh, my my pick of the week is uh, Run, Love, Kill. It's a new book. I like the art. It kind of randomly reminds me of the art from Aeon Flux. When I was a kid, yes, that cartoon. I it kind of reminds me of that art. I didn't pick up on that, but yeah, I could totally see that. Uh, I enjoyed the book. I, I don't really want to say too much about it, other than just you might want to pick up the first issue and check it out. <clears throat> it's a new new story, so it's a cool start. Was your copy messed up? Because mine, mine was like uh, about half of the book. The very top staple w- w- didn't go through half of the book, so like I could open it and literally like. You know, half of the book was like being just held by the bottom staple. It's like it just messed up. Really? No, I, I, my copy is pristine. So that's actually. one of those down with diamond hashtags yeah. right there. Um, I'll, I want to talk about for a minute before we move on to other stuff about uh, Convergence. DC's Convergence, uh, we're kind of in the middle of that right now, as everyone may know. Uh, I'm hearing a lot of hate about it. I was early on, like when Zero came out especially, nobody had anything good to say. Then, you know, with one, it kind of started turning around. But now since two, when you have, and spoiler alert, if you are planning to read Convergence 2, turn the sound down for a couple of minutes. You know, when you have the encounter between the Thomas Wayne Batman from and the Bruce Wayne and the Bruce Wayne Batman from Pre-Crisis or whatever, or even the, the current version of, it, you know, the father and son meeting there, that was just an awesome... I thought it was just I, an awesome twist in the story. I never read anything of Earth Two, right? And the the Thomas Wayne Batman's pretty cool. I like him. Oh yeah, he's much harder edge. I like much I, I, edge, from much what I've read. Character carries guns, doesn't care to shoot a motherfucker. You know, it's pretty uh, cool. And you know, I mean, it's just a it's just a convergent timeline, which is the whole point of the story, or a, a divergent timeline rather. It, you know, it seems so. apparently that the whole convergence story doesn't really have anything to do with the what's going on in the normal comic runs right now with DC. Yeah, will it even affect any of those comics? I don't know, honestly. I don't yeah. know if anything will come out of it story wise. As a standalone story, as it seems to be, it's pretty cool. I, I mean, I like it. But you know, DC did for the people who are upset that it doesn't have anything to do with what's going on. DC already did announce that they don't really care about continuity anymore, and they just want to tell oh, stories. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, and that could be a good thing, and it could be a bad thing. It just I depends. Mean, I think it seems like what they'll do is that they'll have some books that have continuity with each other, and then they'll yeah. have other stories that not, aren't necessarily. Yeah, I. Uh, I mean, and and some of these two issue series that they're doing are, are you know they're great stories, but but you know. I discussed it with one or maybe both of you at some point. It's like I'm wondering how much of these 42 issue of these 42 issue series that they're doing is allowing people to say to go, say goodbye to their favorite characters. Yeah, it could be. But now, uh, you know, this week I, I I picked up two or three of them: Justice League International. Uh, I picked up uh, Suicide Squad, which Justice League International, eh, it's okay. You know, it's a decent story. 
but now Suicide Squad, there's something going on there. Uh, I'm, I'm wondering, I'm wondering, you know, if if this is going to be one of the ones that turns out to be important because the lineup that they use in this is like and, and is amazing. Like it's it's a it's an extremely overpowered version of the Suicide Squad. Uh, on the last, you know, on the last page or two of it, you find out that they they had an in an inert version of Hank Henshaw, which is the cyborg Superman from Reign of the Superman, who turned right. out to be the villain in that story. Um, and so they have a Superman on their team. I, I, I did pick that book up. That was one of the few I didn't make. Uh, I haven't read it yet. But. That's one of the conversion styles I passed on, on, honestly. You think I should grab it? Uh, yeah, if you can get one, I would. Okay. I, I think I think it's going to be cool because I mean they uh, you know it is it is an older version of the team and they're going back to and you know like we've talked about variations of characters in the past where you've got you know the new version of Amanda Waller might as well be, might as well be a model versus the version of Amanda Waller that they use in this book is the old version of Amanda. Uh, I don't think it's going to cause that much of a problem, but I, I think the fact that they that you know they they're perfectly okay with this alien entity saying, well, you have to destroy the other city, right? And also, they, uh, in uh, one of the, or actually, yeah, actually in the main Convergence book, Convergence number two, they established that it wasn't the superheroes from the cities for fighting. The cities have to destroy one another. You know, so it's we're talking about superheroes going in and just laying waste to regular people. Damn. So that their city can be the one that lives. Yeah, it's pretty hardcore in that world. Yeah, but you know, the one thing I just want to know is why doesn't the Flash just go back in time and stop everybody from, all the cities from being taken? I don't know if the Flash could stop Brainiac by himself. Maybe he could bring a bunch of people with him. Eh, maybe. I don't know. And and still, I think I think that there's going to be some, some twists going on, too, with the fact that, you know, the, the villain is not Brainiac. It's the... I guess Helos, the yeah, sentient it's, planet. It's the, it's the, it's the, it's the uh, I guess the avatar of the planet. Well, it makes it out like Brainiac had something to do with bringing all these cities there, and then just disappeared, and and it's up to Telos well, now. That, or something. that goes back to the Zero issue because that that was the whole conversation between him and it's the New Fifty Two Superman. Is basically, uh, you know, he bring he captures the New Fifty Two Superman and leaves to go and get a city from that world, and for whatever reason, never returns. Yeah. And so now it's just all these planets are here, and he decides that oh well, this must be what he wants me to do. He wants me to call him down to the, just the one, you know. And that doesn't exactly fit with what Brainiac did. Well, Telos is—he doesn't know how to handle it, I guess. No, no. But there's been some hellacious fights against him already because yeah. you know, I mean, um, it's the Earth. It's the Earth Two JSA. Uh, the characters from the Earth Two comic have they they they've been fighting him pretty solid because their planet is their they had no city their city right. you know they they were brought to the planet outside their city separately and he didn't even know what to do with them yeah interesting or how they got there uh, one of the conversions titles that I kind of actually enjoyed even though it was one of the more off and strange one weird ones was uh, the Supergirl Matrix book. I thought it was cool that they brought that character back. I had forgotten about her. Uh, the you know the the Matrix character. She's not Supergirl. No, she's, she's like a, some kind she's of a shapeshifter yeah. that's pretending to be Supergirl for years. The, well, this one it was she was created by Lex Luthor. Uh, yeah, possibly. That's what it said in the book. 
and and you know they were an item too, and it was it was. And she was Lana Lang for a while. Yeah. Now she's b- being Supergirl. Yeah, and see, I read I read Superman during all of that stuff because it was it was a very it was a very weird kind of they saved Luther or you know saved Hitler's brain storyline. You know, she's quote unquote da- uh, uh, dating Lex Luthor's son, who turns out to be. Lex Luthor's brain in a cloned body, so he's got long red hair and a beard. Yeah, you know he's very he's far more like what Bruce Wayne pretends to be. Yeah, you know than Lex Luthor ever was. But but you know at the same time he's still he's still Lex Luthor. You know, right? The art in that book is uh, cool. It reminds me of like old like Witchblade shit. Yeah, the art. On yeah, it it's, it's a cool looking book. But anyway, that's enough about convergence, I guess. Let me ask you guys something. Uh, this is for both of you guys. Answer one at a time. What what went through your head when you heard the words Chewy or home? Oh, I cried, dude. I'm not going to lie. I came close. The words in my head were fucking awesome. That yeah. was the words in my head. Yeah. Uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, then you didn't view the Star Wars trailer. Well, there's a good chance that if you listen to this show and you haven't watched the Star Wars trailer that you're don't even know what the show is and you just happen to click it, on it on accident. I will say that's, that's pretty much yeah. the, the first 24 hours that trailer was viewed 88 million times. So wow. More Dude, what's fucked up is 80 million of those views was me watching it over <laughs> and over and well, over. I was about over. to ask how many times yeah. did you yeah. Yeah. I, I, I had probably watched it at least 10 times a day for like well since it came out. I watched it a bunch of times and now I'm seeing it a bunch more times in the versions of all these these videos people are doing that are like, like reactions to it like the McConaughey the babies one you see the babies one yeah I saw that I thought the babies one was good yeah now the McConaughey the kid that has the fork like see I've just seen Interstellar so I don't really know the yeah. scene I'm not familiar with Dave scene. hadn't either didn't Dave was like is that real <laughs> yeah I talked to him about it last time. I was like hell no it's the, that's a scene from Interstellar I assume it's a, a scene where he's talking to his family because he yeah. does he does like whatever hits there's, the TV there's or whatever. Some really, really important context of that scene that that is why he reacts the way he reacts. But whoever did that, just the con- the, the 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 idea that uh, the thought that went into that little bit of comedy right there was amazing. It's funny. You know? Well, it's actually not the first time it's been done with that clip. They've tried to do it a bunch of times, and it just wasn't as popular as yeah. an internet spoof. But that was the one that nailed it. Yeah, oh man, I uh, I, I love it. I, you know, I've 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 watched several. You know, people. One of them was a preacher, like a, a Catholic priest, watching it, and hit man. His his reaction to it was priceless because I, you know, I mean, we're talking about a man of the cloth here, <laughs> and he's like, oh, oh, oh. I was like. I wasn't for sure that, that, that it wasn't going to turn into some really dirty joke for a minute, but he was just ridiculously excited about the Star Wars movie. Dude, that I'm excited about that movie. It looks awesome. I'm a yeah. I like that new stormtrooper look and everything. I'm not, I'm not complaining. I like uh, I love that scene when it right when it opens up and you see that downed star destroyer. Yeah, and that crushed like Vader's mask. So symbolic. Man, I wanted to, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, because I've, I've already had a, co- a half a dozen conversations with people online, online, it's like, oh my god, Vader's alive. It's like, how in the hell out of that did you get Vader's alive after seeing him, one, die, two, be burned? That's his burned, melted up mask. Yes. It's what that is. No, it's not Vader. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm super pumped. So I can't believe somebody thought that that meant Vader's I, Dude, uh, people... It showed his ghost! Yes! It shows his ghost. I didn't even get to that. Point. We have like, seen we two different that? versions of his ghost now. 
So yeah. he's that motherfucker is dead. When you got two versions of a ghost running around, you yeah. dead. Yeah. As pumped as I am about Star Wars, and I, I I think it's just due to because that what Star Wars is what eight months away. As opposed to being uh, like Mad Max is like two months away. I'm super pumped for Mad Max, and I, and I, I think it's mainly because it's coming close. You know, it's a lot sooner, and I don't have to wait eight months to see something. But. I want to see Mad Max, but I'm actually not that pumped about it. I'm pretty pumped about it because instead of it being, uh, instead of it being somebody new t- taking on that that movie and saying this is what I would have thought, it's George Miller again. Okay. There's George Miller going, okay, yeah, let's do another Mad Max movie. Yeah, but what if you go and watch and it turns out he's pulled a George Lucas? Uh, I, I don't get that. I don't, I don't, I don't see don't that happening. Yeah. That's what everyone said for the trailers of Phantom Menace. And then the movie came out, and people were like, well, you know, sweating ghosts and toenails. I guess, <laughs> I guess it's possible. So there may be like a Jar Jar Binks character. What if there is? Dude, I, I don't mind Jar Jar Binks. If there's a Jar Jar Binks character in Mad Max, he will die immediately. I don't mind Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> He'll be the hero of the story. I mean, I don't mind Jar Jar, you know. I actually liked him. You know, I didn't mind him either, especially the the worst part of that movie is the fucking little boy. Yeah. Um, you mean Mannequin Skywalker? All versions of Anacon. An- Anacon. <laughs> All. All versions of Anakin Skywalker that is him not in a Darth Vader costume sucks. Sorry. Dude, honestly, you know what the, the best thing about much, that movie was? Was Darth Maul. And you know what? He didn't... I mean, they should have kept him alive a little bit longer. They like, faded him. You know. Like, yeah. He looks awesome. He's, yeah. in, he's in this movie for one fight and then he's dead. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which is the same thing they did to Boba Fett. You know? But uh, yeah, yeah, man. I, I just I, I don't know. It's like you want to talk. You want to talk about Anakin Skywalker. I, I've said for years that's exactly the person that someone manipulates into turning into a monster. Oh, I believe you on that. I just think that the acting sucked. Yeah. Well, I mean, like if they would have got a better actor, and he still was this character, like how he's presented to be, I think it would have been better. It's, I'm not convinced by his acting. It oh, doesn't well, feel yeah. organic to what me. What was that kid's name? Jake something. I'm drawing a blank. I can't think. He wasn't anything else, was he? No. Is that it for him? Yeah. He's made his career off going to uh, uh, Star Wars celebrations. We didn't talk about this in the comic. Uh, It's a little section we talked about, but it's it's Star Wars. I want to talk about the Lando Calrissian comic that's coming out. I'm excited about that. Because I am pumped about it. Dude, I didn't know about this. You didn't know about oh, it? Oh, you didn't know about this? When's this come out? Uh, sometime. It was posted on their uh, page here. Yeah, like, I shared the it week. The- like I said, I've been real busy this week watching Daredevil that, over uh, and over and over. What did it say? June or July, it seems like? Yeah, I think it's July. Yeah, uh, but, but... But, yeah, man. Orlando's getting his own little, little series uh, Who was the creative team on that? Crap. It's a really uh, good yeah, creative, creative team. team. Uh, Michael it, Jackson. And I didn't... Michael Jordan... And Michael J. Fox. I, d- I don't recall. Did they give a uh, time frame? I don't think so. I don't think that. Okay, because I don't. I, don't I, I didn't. Recall. I, don't, I don't think so. But I think that he's been one of the most underused and ignored characters in yeah. from the you know from the classic trilogy. What about Admiral Akbar? Well, Admiral Akbar was military though. This guy. This guy was apparently <laughs> just just as much a, of a shady cat as Han Solo was, and they never really did anything with him. Well, it makes sense. Why? Look at the culture that we live in. Even today. But back then was worse. He's well, a black he was, guy. He was the token black guy, yeah. 
They're not going to make him into some great grand character if they don't have to. Well, I hope they do now. Well, though. now they should uh, do that. Yeah, yeah, that'd be I, awesome. I want to I see. I want to see a depiction of the card game between him and Han Solo, where he loses the Millennium Falcon. We probably are going to see that in that kind. I hope so. I hope we do. Depending on when it says. But yeah, a few months out, you'll get uh, Linda Calrissian. And uh, it's probably a miniseries like the Vader and the Leia is. But you... No, I think they said it was an ongoing. Really? Yeah. Okay. There will be some Kessel runs. Uh, uh, probably a large number of them. But probably in 12 parsecs. I have to say, I've been I've been impressed with Marvel's take on Star Wars. I, dude, I've been loving that Darth Vader series, yeah. dude. It is getting cool as shit. You know, it never dawned on me when they were doing... Because, I, you know, they did the main and then they did uh, Vader and they lay, did Leia and they went ahead and jumped to... Uh, Kanan. So I was kind of, in my mind, I was like, I guess they're through with, like, you know, the movie, you know, doing someone else. But then they announced Lando and I was like, man, you know, they could probably keep this going with other characters. Yes. Well, they're they're yeah. building a big new yeah. expanded universe. There's exactly. all kind of stuff yeah. they can do. This time I'm on board on the expanded universe, too. Like, I missed out on most of the stuff the last time, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, but this time I've jumped on all over it. I've done everything. I'm even watching Star Wars Rebels, which they did release a trailer for season two of Star Wars Rebels, and it looks sweet. That features Vader, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, because he shows up at the end of season one. Yeah, I knew about that. I'm, I'm pretty excited. Which is about awesome. That. And and uh, I believe they've confirmed that James Earl Jones is doing the voice. Yeah, of Vader I did see that. Again. James Earl Jones is coming back. So yes, yes, it's cool. Like I don't know. This is a spo- spoiler alert, but uh, at the end of. It's cool because at the end of season one of Star Wars Rebels, this whole time the Inquisitor is the big villain, right? Yeah. And 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 uh, he dies at the end of the first one, and he's of course he dies like how everybody dies in Star Wars. He falls to his death, and he's holding <laughs> on to the thing. About that, yeah. The uh, a hole. If you live in the Star Wars universe, a hole is the most dangerous thing. There's you a can good imagine. chance you're going to die falling. Yeah, Here I don't know. What but, was up with but he's that? hanging from this thing, and right before he lets go of it, the false through his death, he's like, you you have no idea what you've just unleashed, because he knew Vader was coming. Yeah. And then Vader shows up right at the end, and you're like, yes. I don't know what was going through like uh, George Lucas's writing process, when he's like, I have this huge universe... Go away, Steve but everybody's going to fall to their death. I mean, you, you, like you know, you don't it's think he could. Him. It's not well, just no, him. No, it's not just him. But one I mean. of the first Star Wars novels that was ever released, and it was released between Star Wars and Empire. Alan Dean Foster wrote it. It was called the Spl- A Splendor of the Mind's Eye. Right in the end of that, Vader falls into lava. <laughs> he falls into a lava pit. So it wasn't just it wasn't just him. I mean. <laughs> you don't obsessed think, with the. You don't think people could use the force to levitate over, like if they're falling, like they could pick themselves up or something? I mean, apparently it doesn't work when you're falling through. <laughs> <death. laughs> I mean, you know, but uh, uh, no. you guys are big Attack on Titan fans. There's a trailer came out. I, I watched the trailer. I have not watched the anime, so I don't really. I, I can't compare. Uh, well, I mean, the it, adaptation to the anime. Yeah. I, I, don't, I really don't know anything about. I mean, it's not it's not an English trailer. I'm really excited yeah. about it. There's possibly some very impressive movie making going on because apparently they've shot two movies back to back. And my understanding of the dates is that they will be released thirty days apart. And isn't the uh, in Japan? Yeah, the Marvel Attack on Titan. Secret War Zero. That's gonna be Secret War Secret Zero, Zero, which is from Free Comic Book Day, which is coming up like the day two weeks. before my birthday, yep. May the second. Yeah. So It'll be uh, a big comic book week. Though. But what did you guys think about the trailer for Attack on Titan? I like it. I mean, it, it looks it looks good. Like the, especially when you see the Titans a little bit. 
You know, because the first, the first teasers that they released, you didn't see the Titans at all. They were just like animated storyboards of the Titans. You actually see some of the Titans in this, and they're different sizes like they were in the, you know, in the, in the anime. Uh, the Colossal Titan, you know, leaning over the wall and looking down at them. That was a great oh shit moment. I thought that yeah. was beautifully done. It looks really good. But because it's not an English trailer, I don't know what the story is going to sound like. No, I will say. I mean, it looks like they've done it right. It does look good, and being a big fan of the anime, uh, it this is one of those movies where I feel like that if I'm not watching, when, once I'm actually watching it, if I'm not watching it, if I'm not feeling convinced that it seems realistic enough, you know, I'm usually not that picky about this kind of stuff, but if I... If I'm watching this movie and the Titans look so obviously CGI and and I'm just not buying the realism, it may not be as effective of a movie as the show is because in the show it's animated. So, you know, you don't have to worry about that yeah. shit in animation. And, you know, I mean, and that show is intense. Yes. It's full of despair. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> and if, if they don't sell me that in the movie, I, I think that would be the only downfall. And we'll just have to wait and see, really, yeah, about that. I, and, you know, I mean, the, the, you know, we're talking to, when we're talking about the Titans, for those of you who don't know what the Titans are, they are giant... Humanoids. People. They're humanoids. We'll, get, we'll say that. They're very similar to people, but they're sexless, and they just want to eat people. Yep. That's all they want to do. They have no... They don't reproduce. They just want to eat people, and they just show up out of the blue one day and start laying waste to humanity and do a pretty damn good job of it. So, but one of the things I thought was most interesting about the cartoon, or the, the anime, was that, with the exception of uh, the Aaron Titan and the Colossal Titan and the Female Titan, most of the other Titans just look goofy as hell. Like, like they look vacant in the face, and that made them even more terrifying. It was like, they have no intent, they're just hungry. Well, the thing is, is like spo- a little spoiler they alert. Have no idea. If you haven't seen the anime, so turn us off and go watch it. If you if you want to watch Attack on Titan, but like you know, since you already said that spoiler about the Aaron Titan, because I think like that's a pretty yeah. Because I did well, not see I, that coming. I, dude. I, the first time you see him and the way he's acting, I was I was I was ninety nine point nine percent certain that that was what was going on there. Well, see, I didn't even think that because I didn't even con- it didn't even conceive to me that. That yeah. could happen, right? Because well, I didn't know anything about yeah, it. Yeah, well, I mean, well, you know. But I will say this: like the thing about the Titans being hungry and stuff, like that that moment in the anime where you find out that the Titans don't even need to eat people and that they don't digest them or anything, that they just puke them all back up later. Yeah. I was like, God, it's ruthless. Yeah. Why are they eating people? They but just anyway. think that they're, they're like, making, it's like it's like an eating disorder. They don't even need it. They don't know, the, the, dude. I think I have my theory about what they are. I, I've seen all, only all of the first season, so that, yeah, that's all I've seen. I, it's apparently going to be a couple of years before we see another season. I think that so. they're a human, a human created weapon, and that Aaron's dad had something to do something with to do with all that. But anyway, I can believe that. Anyway, well, it's a Fantastic Four trailer. Let's talk about sex, baby. I mean, Fantastic, baby. All right. <laughs> I would say, being that I'm the Fantastic Four fan here, this trailer is the best trailer that, that they've released. It may be the best thing about this movie. I don't think that the movie's going to suck. I don't think that it's a Fantastic Four movie, per se. The only reason I watched this trailer is because I heard it shows Doctor Doom in it, and that's questionable. What is Ultimate Doom like? 
Ultimate Doom is very strange. He has like weird reverse swept legs, like his his legs angle like a dog's legs. Weird. Yeah. Is this Doom based off that Doom? Possibly. Because I know that they it, said I mean, that this I mean, Fantastic Four is based off the Ultimate Fantastic Four. If you yeah. haven't seen the trailer, you can blink and miss Doom. So oh, yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like boom and, and it's just the face. I mean, you just yeah, see the... You know, I mean, I just... To me, even when we paused it on, on the laptop and looked at it pretty closely, he looks more like a damn uh, Death Eater from Harry Potter than Doctor Doom. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not familiar with the Harry Potter universe. Well, for those of you who didn't know, Aaron apparently lives under a rock. He's never watched a Harry Potter movie. Or seen Daredevil yet. <laughs> or seen Daredevil. <laughs> but he reads a lot. He reads a lot. He also hasn't seen Indiana Jones. I think we already talked about this before, yeah, though, on yeah, the show. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, Fantastic Four. Um, yeah, it doesn't look like the Doom that you know and love, of course. Right. Will this movie suck because of that? Maybe for people who refuse to see things in a new light, it will. But maybe it will just suck because it's being made by Fox. You know, there's always that aspect to it. Had Marvel Studios been in charge of making the Fantastic Four and they made some change like that, I probably would be more willing to trust it. But so far, Fox has not done anything that really impresses me. I thought Days of Future Past was pretty good. And that, and when I say Days of Future Past was pretty good, I mean that it was better than the other Fox Marvel movies I had met, I had seen. Yeah, and that's all I'm saying by that. I'm not even saying that it was a super fantastic movie. Yeah, yeah, it's by comparison. By, it's by comparison. Hey, you know, you know like, I, like I was saying earlier, I was you know I had talked I read a, read an article where a guy suggested yes, he's you know he's like yes. Whether you're a Fantastic Four fan or not, you might go see this movie. Here's why that might be a bad idea: is like if they have made made a bad movie, or if they've made so many changes that it's going to anger everybody, and you all go see it anyway, they're going to keep doing that. No. So now I'm rethinking my whether or not I'm going to go see it. I might wait for three dollar theater. Or it's tough because you know, I want to go see it. I kind of want to go see it, but and like I said earlier, you know, you know, in the early air episode when we were talking about it, when they released the first the first trailer. I was a fan of the Ultimate Fantastic Four book, you know. So, you know, if I go if I go expecting that, you know, I might be surprised and, and I might be happy about it. But overall, I, I'm I'm still not sure. <laughs> the best thing to do, I think, is to not expect anything. I, I I mean, that's where I'm at right now. Is if I go see it, I'm going to go see it as a science fiction movie, not a Fantastic Four. Yeah. You know, I think some of the casting, which you know. I think when they originally done Fantastic Four, some of the casting was good, and I like Jessica Alba. It has the entire staff of House of Cards but in I the new one. It does, and I think uh, Kate Mara, I guess that's how you say her name, I think I think she may be a little bit of a better actress, in my opinion, than, than Jessica, Jessica Alba. Alba. Yeah. So, dude, uh, plus, dude, what is her name again? Kate Mara? Kate I guess Mara? Say. I guess. It's, she was it's, awesome in House of yeah. Cards. Dude, she's going to be my favorite two-storm of all time. I'm going to go a poster of her. But, uh, where yeah, she's invisible she's a really good so it'll just be nothing oh I already got you one it's over there oh thanks <laughs> the guy who played the thing and 
the previous films, I thought he was a perfect pig. Yeah, he's so, okay. Uh, I, I don't dis- I don't dislike this semi CGI thing. Yeah, for thing. Yeah, it looks cool. I think, I think yeah. looks I, I good. Think it, I think it turned out much better than anybody was expecting it to. You know, they've come a long way with the computer it's, work now, like that. Yes, absolutely. But I have to say that that so far the most accurate portrayal of the comic book version of the thing in a film was the Roger Corman thing, which was a dude in a rubber suit and a man that. That movie was never released because it was bad. It's real bad. I know what you're talking it's about. Real, I've real seen bad. clips of that before. But the vast majority of the money on the, uh, that, went to that, that costume on the movie went to that costume and the Doctor Doom costume. And the guy that they cast as Doctor Do- that Corman cast as Doctor Doom in that movie spent weeks and weeks and weeks reading. He read like every appearance of Doctor Doom, so he even mimicked his like his the poses that he would do, like Kirby. Kirby would draw him in back in the sixties, like he's like doom, you know, uh, you know, holding his hand out and like making fists and yeah. just that was the only. I mean, those scenes, those what happened to those suits? That's what I want. Would you say that that that's probably your favorite Fantastic Four on screen? No, no, no. It's my favorite version of the thing in Doctor Doom on screen. Because I actually do have a favorite fan. <laughs> Let me tell you about the end of that movie. Let me tell you about the end of that movie because I've seen the bootleg of it. It's out there. You can watch it. You can. I almost yeah. watched it one day. The end of it is the, the wedding between Sue Storm and Mister Fantastic. At the end of it, that you know they're they had the church wedding and everybody's waving them goodbye to them when they're going on their honeymoon. And this limousine is driving off, and it's like a 1976 Cadillac Eldorado limousine, you know, and it's got a sunroof. And you just see this big cardboard arm come up out of the out of the out of the sunroof and just wave at the crowd, and that's how the movie ends. I was like, really? You couldn't even get a dude to stand, you know, just stick a, stick an extension on his arm and, st- and wave it out the roof? We had to go to cardboard. <laughs> that's hilarious, you know. That's funny. Don't get me wrong. I love me some Roger Corman movies, but damn. Somebody got lazy. Yeah. And the human torch that they tried to pull off in that was ridiculous, too, because it was it was animated. <laughs> My and he didn't look like the human torch. He looked like the flare man or something. I mean, he there was no there didn't appear to be any flame. He looked like a, a, a red cartoon guy glowing yellow. Nice. So, but, yeah. My favorite form of uh, Fantastic Four ever on the screen is from uh, the fourth season of Arrested Development, where they did Fantastic Four the musical. Do you? Oh do you yeah, oh, the yeah. Sue Storm was played by yeah. that that one lady, what? that crazy. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm about I forgot you? about no, that. I've not seen that's that. hilarious. Okay, but but the concept of that amuses. That's me. a funny so, show. Yeah, anyway. yeah, but that's probably my favorite Fantastic because that, in my opinion, I forgot funny. all about that. Oh, hilarious. Yeah. That's a good pick. Um, That's a hilarious. The, uh, the Batman Superman Dawn of Justice trailer. Oh, let's talk released. about that. Let's talk about that. Let me just say, I think uh, uh, I haven't seen Man of Steel. I have, though. I'm probably the only person that has. I think Zack Snyder, I think the guy's a comic book guy. All he of is. his adaptations have been really well that I've seen, which I've only seen Watchmen and 300. They were mostly mm-hmm. most uh, great. Uh, uh, solid adaptations. I haven't seen Man of Steel just because I've never been that big of a Superman guy. I haven't been either, but I did watch Man of Steel. And everybody tells me to watch it, so I it's, sooner or later I I'm like to watch it. it. I have to, I have to say I was bummed when I found out they were doing. You know, he was going with the origin story again, but the way he told it was masterful. They made also, it feel realistic. Actually, I also thought. it's uh, because I've already had a conversation or two about this. 
if you're going to go see this movie, you need to watch that. You need to watch that movie before you go. To yeah, the I agree. There's some there's some oh, shit yeah. that I mean, goes down at the end of that movie that that you're not going to understand what the fuck happened in this movie. Yeah. So there's references to it in which, which I didn't see it coming until this trailer. Until I watched this trailer, and then I was yeah. like, oh, yeah. This trailer I watched uh, a few times. Did you guys catch? There is if. If you look closely, there is a shot of Batman with a sniper rifle. Did you catch this? Uh, I had it pointed out to me. And you See, can look, and it's. The, and I think it's I a th- sniper I think, rifle. I think it was. I think it was purposely shot to be misleading the way that, and, and, and clipped in uh, because it hits Batman. It's right towards the end of the trailer. It's Batman standing up on top of the building. He's, he's backwards, and he's got his back to the camera, and it looks like he's standing up next to a radio antenna or something like that, but. My friend John, who watched who had watched the trailer about twenty five times before I talked to him yesterday, pointed out as the camera's panning around, that's not a radio antenna; it's a sniper rifle. Which means they're following potentially Frank Miller's uh, Dark Knight. Dark Knight there. Hmm. So, because uh, that was one of the things that I caught, which I never caught the fact that it could be something else in my mind. I was like, "Holy shit, we're finally going to see Batman with a gun!" Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, and you know, I think the whole thing. I think uh, I, I I was never that big on uh, Christian Bell's Batman voice, and then I finally came around to like. I guess it makes sense. So when I heard Ben Affleck's Batman voice, I was like, the, you know, I can get behind that. You, I guess you, because you mean, you mean Frank the Rabbit's voice? <laughs> yeah, Frank the Rabbit from uh, Donnie Darko. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. he, he voices Batman in this movie. Frank <laughs> that's the Rabbit. What, that's what it sounds like. Uh, that's exactly what it sounds like. But you know what? I can totally get behind Batman using a simulated voice. Yeah. I, and I would rather they do that than some guy trying to sound all gravelly all the time. And it just it makes more sense because that would yeah. be a strain on your throat but and really man, take away from everything else you're trying to yeah, do. Yeah, and when you when you've worn your throat out trying to do that, how do you go like, "Hi, I'm Bruce Wayne, billionaire playboy"? You no, you go. <laughs> Which you know that's that's what they do in the Arrow and the Flash. So I mean, like that's yeah, it, it makes sense. Player, uh, but that line he delivers, what isn't like, "Do you bleed?" Because you're about to, or you yeah, you, you will, know. whatever. That I was like, holy shit! Like, oh yeah, like it's definitely, and I, and I think if you count that, that is a sniper rifle. It's about, I mean, this movie's going to be dark as hell. And I, I mean, I mean, I'll come straight out and say that I, I think that the coolest thing about this is it is a real teaser trailer. Yeah. You are not able to figure out what the hell oh, is yeah. going on in this story because it looks like Superman is worshipped as a god, perhaps or something. Well, now that's been that's been because uh, there's that like false topic. god that's yeah, spray painted on the statue. That, that's been so. a topic of many a comic book story. Not to mention uh, at the end of Man of Steel, kingdom, what happens? Yeah, yeah, the kingdom and kingdom come. Uh, both both kind of kind of touched on that that aspect of the story a little bit. Um, but the, you know, there's there's a lot of stuff going on there. But what I got, what I thought was awesome is. This trailer doesn't even suggest Aquaman, Wonder yeah. Woman, Cyborg, any of the other Everyone characters that are, that are actually that in are the actually movie. In this movie, you don't see them at all. See, I uh, I just hope they don't try to put too much stuff in. I was one of the few people, and then it will be cool. That thought Affleck would be could pull off Batman. Most people couldn't. I know when it was announced. I have to say, he's really stone faced in this movie. The world that, went that scene, crazy. Did that scene where he walks around the corner? Yeah, I was like, sweet. But, uh, I like how he seems like a big like. Yeah the the scene the scene where he's just sitting there and it's a close up of his face like you know that man that man's been in the gym a lot yeah like just stone faced as hell you know there's no baby fat on his face nothing in his cheeks it's just boom you know 
he's been living in a gym at Jack and Roy's, I'm pretty sure. Because, I mean, John and I talked about that yesterday, too. He's like, the scene, like the scene you were talking about where he kind of walks out of that wreckage or whatever. It's just like, Jesus, God, his arms are bigger than my legs, and I have big-ass legs. You well, know? part of that's probably the suit. Which, I mean, what, he has But you know he's probably put well, on... He's, movie-wise, like Gone Girl, which is probably filmed realistically, what, probably two years ago. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he's, you know, he's he, he's Been working on this since then. Yeah. Dude, so. I think it, I think it looks good. I think oh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I hope that it's as good as I want it to be. Yeah. I'll, uh, while we're on the topic of Batman versus Superman... When they finally figure out the right director for the Wonder Woman movie, they better have not fucked that movie up. Because the reason why... Did you read why the one of the reasons why the director parted ways? And it was... Uh, like, the Wonder Woman movie lost their director. Yeah, you, I know that. I didn't nope, know why. Sorry. And it was... Uh, you know what she wanted to do? She wanted to make Wonder Woman have a talking pet tiger. That fights along her side. What? Yeah, that's what she wanted to do, and they, they, that's what there was the, all these creative differences. So that's, that's why not a they lost. Difference. What? I mean, if she's not the boss. If they say no, we ain't doing that. That should have been the end of the discussion. And she was like, "Well, I'll just quit." And they were like, "Well, bye." You know, I, yeah, that's pretty much I, what happened. I, I some talking that idea now. Dude, I would have been so mad if I would have saw that. I didn't hear why she left, but that woman who who I guess wanted to do the pet tiger. Man, I actually was hoping that she would pull off because she uh, wrote, produced, and directed uh, a huge chunk of uh, Breaking Bad. Like, she she would direct episodes of Breaking Bad. Yeah. So, direction-wise, I was like, holy shit, this woman's probably... That, really I was director. hoping that, too, until yeah. I read that shit. But I didn't hear about that, so... Uh, <laughs> what a weird take on Wonder Woman that would have been. I don't... The only talking tiger that I can think of in all of DC Comics was a character from Shazam. Like from the Shazam mythos, Talkie Tawny, which that's an odd character. Like he's an actual, like he's a magic character. He's he turns out to be something else, but for years everybody just thought he was a talking tiger. You know, so but and you know if they, if she was going to do that and have that be the character, yeah, okay. But how do you how do you how does that work? Like why is that character in Wonder Woman? I think she just wanted to have her, her own version of a rocket raccoon. Fuck me! Don't we all want one of those? Yeah. <laughs> let's um. Let's, yeah, we actually don't have too much time left. Let's talk about the Deadpool movie because I don't think we really haven't talked about it. They wrapped up filming on the uh, that bridge in Vancouver, wherever it was, where they've been shooting. Yeah, I keep seeing seeing stuff pictures, for it. and it's the exact same spot. Uh, Colossus is in this film for those. I will say, I want the people to stop taking those goddamn pictures because I can't help but to look at them. But I don't want to. Yeah. See the whole movie get filmed. Don't want to spoil the entire movie. But uh, uh, and you know it's there. There, there's a few things that relate with the Colossus scene that it's like okay, I guess if if this done right, then this does deserve to be rated R. Which is like Deadpool cuts off his own hand, and you know he like picks a guy up, you know entirely by uh, with 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 the swords. So uh, it looks like it could be pretty brutal. Um, I wasn't aware Colossus was in it until this leaked. Which, I mean, it's not leaked, I guess. is is like somebody is standing, obviously, on the other side of the interstate because there's passing cars constantly. But for, like, the past two or three weeks, this someone is filming and taking pictures of everything. Man, there's so uh, much of this stuff flying around right now. Yeah. It's not just with this movie, but go ahead. We'll go back to what I'm talking about in a minute. But, um, and I'm not a, you know, a huge Deadpool guy. I don't, you know, uh, Steve's a pretty big Deadpool guy. I don't know how Jimmy... I, I don't care one way or the other. But I think, you know, this movie... Uh, 
it's one of those that I'm not going to be like, I don't know if it's done correctly or not. But to It me, looks like they're doing it right to so me, far. To me, it looks good. Uh, uh, yeah, you don't want to hit that. But to me, it looks good. No, I'm not going to. So, uh, but we'll see. I mean, it's, you know. It looks like so far they're actually doing a good job. But, like I said, I don't, I don't trust Fox with Marvel movies. I don't, I don't trust the movies but in their hands, but maybe is, they'll do a turn. Maybe they're turning things around. Maybe these next movies will be pretty good. This is their. This should be the first rated R uh, uh, thing for Marvel, right? Yeah, I, I think mean, so. I guess outside of Daredevil, which is a show. Yeah, they would definitely be rated R. Have uh, it? Would it be in theaters? Daredevil is uh, so fantastic. Yeah. Anyway, Jimmy, what are you talking about? Uh, the one I was talking about is, I, and John and I looked at it last night, was there, there was a, based on the uh, Superman, uh, Batman, Donald Justice trailer that we were just talking about, there was already a rumor flying around that, that there's an Easter egg in, in there that writes out the Robin character. Or yeah, I saw something about Robin, the... Grayson, Nightwing, whatever. Yeah. That's bullshit. Yeah. Because uh, the the uh, I went I went online and I found a picture of it. And what it is? It's a picture of a tombstone that says, you know, uh, Richard John Grayson or whatever. And then you know, at the same time, it's got Bruce Wayne walking around in the cemetery. Well, all right, the, the pictures that are floating around from Bruce Wayne walking around in the cemetery are apparently from either really early or really late in the film because it's a cem- it's a cemetery. It's supposedly a cemetery in Smallville. But if you look at the pictures of the cemetery versus the pictures of the gravestone, that's not the same cemetery not really. at all. And there's no cemetery in that trailer. John and I watched it really, really slowly a couple of times. And people were talking about a, a Riddler. Uh, the scene I didn't catch it. Like, I didn't catch it in the trailer. That isn't there. There's a scene where Batman is standing, he must be down in a sewer or something like that, and there's all these columns down the walls. Yeah. There's a great big Riddler question okay. mark painted on the wall. Because I did not on catch one of the that. columns. So. How long is this movie supposed to be? Anybody know oh, yet? It's going to be two hours or better, I'm sure. I mean, it was originally rumored to be broken down into just two actual films. And then With I all the shit that's in it, God damn it! I yeah. feel like it needs to be kind of long, or else it's too much stuff for one well, movie. I mean, you know, Man of Steel was really long. And I mean, Watchmen yeah. was pushed pushed three hours. And then but also, even though Man of Steel was long, it didn't have like twenty different superheroes in it and like hundred thousand right. villains. I'm just worried. I'm worried I'm not, about it. I'm not, I'm not all that worried about it. I mean, if, if, if anybody can pull this off, it's a... It's a Snyder. Snyder. Because that was my thing with the Watchmen movie. I was like, that is a lot to cram into a movie, even if your movie's three hours long. That is a ton to cram. And he... He pulled it off. He pulled it off, movie. yeah. Uh, and, you know... Because, yes. you know, there's... what I mean, there's old superheroes. There's the current superheroes. There's... The flashbacks. There's flashbacks. There's going to Mars. There's... there's And he pulled it all off. And oh, yeah. So, I mean, he... You know, he has shown that he can do... And the thing was, is what few changes were made to that story, I think, were necessary. And they didn't... They weren't put in to affect the time of the movie, either. Like this, the big squid, obviously. Yes. The, the, the Had end, there been a big fucking pink squid... I think it would have ruined... Yeah. New York, at the end of that movie, people would have gotten up and walked out yeah. of the theater, and I might have been one of them. <laughs> Watchmen? Have you never read the Watchmen trades? Okay. I have seen the movie, that's all. Yeah, there's... Yeah, there's... There, there's. See, Watchmen fans, they weird me out. Well, you're in you the know why? Room, I think. It's because the every time... I meet somebody who's into the Watchmen. Their favorite character is the comedian. 
And that guy's a fucking piece of shit. He tried to rape that woman. He was definitely a dick. But I mean, you know, if your favorite character is a rapist, you need some therapy. But I mean, you know, that's that's whole. I mean, you know, he's not a good guy in the comic. I mean, you know, yeah, he, I mean, he's an anti-hero. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, I mean, you, you know, the, basically, the, uh, spoiler alert. But although I don't see how it could be, as long as this movie's been out, yeah, the the big nuclear scare. Is what they're trying to stop. Yeah. All right. Well, there's that whole storyline with the with the missing scientists and all of that in the comics, and what what uh, Ozymandias has done is taken all these scientists to this island, and they genetically engineer a quote unquote space alien, which is a giant squid mon- pink squid monster that attacks New York, and it drops right in the middle and of New York drop City, it right in the middle of New York, and then the Watchmen have to go and stop it. <laughs> it works in the comics. It's something that works in the comics. In the movie, it would not have worked. It's just all. a bomb in the the movie. But I mean, it's yeah. If they would have dropped a pink squid, I think most people would have been like, "What the hell?" Nope, so, I mean that that's a change. It, that, I think it would yeah. have ruined the movie. Yeah. I mean, as much as I love Alan Moore, that doesn't work on the screen. Hmm. And then, you know, another movie where they made changes to a story that I thought were both good, and necessary, and excellently executed was V for Vendetta. Yeah. So there's some big changes there. So. so. But anyway, yeah. All right. Do we have an announcement about going to, to the movies? Yeah, I was just going to say that while we wrap things up here. Okay, uh, so everybody knows Avengers Age of Ultron comes out on Friday, May 1st. Um, we are going to be doing a thing called Giant Size Man Things Goes to the Movies. And on... Uh, I'll be post by the time this this episode is out. You'll have you'll be able to go on our Facebook and find this. I'll pin it to the top. Uh, we're going to create an event to come to the movies with us and see Avengers: Age of Ultron for Sunday, May the third. It'll be a matinee showing. I don't I don't know at the exact moment of this recording if they've already posted the movie times yet, but I'll look into all that when I create the event and I'll. Put a time up with it. If the time hasn't been created yet, then the time will be added later. But do know that it's during a matinee showing on Sunday if you plan to come with us. Uh, it's up to you or not if you want to order your tickets in advance once I post the information. It is possible that it could sell out, but we're kind of hoping that it doesn't. Yeah. But uh, that and we're and this is something we're going to try. We're going to see how it goes, but we were thinking about trying to do this for every comic book movie that comes out. But, yeah, hope to see you guys there. Um, thanks for listening to the show, as always. And thanks to everyone who's bought, who's bought T-shirts off the store side. I've actually seen a couple out now. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I got to say about that, Jenny. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay, cool. See you guys thanks next week. I'll see you next week.